the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter, where today on the podcast, a, well, a podcast that is live from UC Health Training Center with a special guest. We're going to be talking to our special guest, Zach Seegers, here in just a second. You are also on this podcast, a special podcast, because you're going to hear from not only... Von Miller, but also Drew Locke. The Denver Broncos trotted out like a million players today, including all 20 quarterbacks that they have on the roster. So you'll hear about that. You will hear about some, uh, well, thoughts from Zach when it comes to the offense and defense. But first, our friends over there at Pro Football Focus. Prepare to win this season with PFF Fantasy. I tell you what, PFF, they offer the most in-depth stats and analysis to give you a massive edge over your fellow competitors. And I tell you what, Here's the thing. Data-driven projections, matchups, it allows you to find those breakout players. Use the promo code PFF25. That's PFF25 for 25% off your order. If you're a high-stakes player, join that PFF Elite. That's the one I'm using because they tell you what, you get access to the Green Line games, NFL, college games. A lot of great stuff going on. High confidence to beat the spread. Money lane over, under, all kinds of great stuff. I don't even know what kind of sirens going on. Is that like a tornado warning or something like that? I tell you what, hey, that's that tells you we are deep in the depths here at UC Health Training Center, and I'm joined by Zach Seegers. Zach, uh, tell us where they can follow you on Twitter for all kinds of Broncos coverage. I'm at Zach underscore Seegers. That's Z-A-C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. Uh- yeah, that's it. <laughs> and so, of course, you are here at Broncos training camp with me. We're about to watch practice, but we got to hear from the coach. We got to hear from, of course, the offensive and defensive players. Let's start on the offense, and let's maybe zoom out for a second here because, of course, this preseason game uh, against the San Francisco 49ers, we saw a lot of good, mostly from the starters. Then we saw a little eh, from the backups. What were your general observations? And let's just talk starters here. Just starters, I think the main takeaway has to be Joe Flacco and just how good he looks. Uh, You know, John Elway, when he signed him, said, oh, Joe Flacco's just entering his prime. And I think a lot of us, uh, and rightfully so, chuckled. Um, But he looks a lot better out there. I think uh, the Scangarello offense is a fantastic fit for him. And the chemistry between him and Noah Fant something, uh, as is the chemistry between him and Emmanuel coming off that Achilles. Yeah, and of course, that I think everybody was kind of watching Emmanuel Sanders real closely because it's like, well, is he still the same Emmanuel? Is he still going to be able to cut on a dime? And I, I think he answered all the questions. I, th- <laughs> I think he could just sit out for the rest of preseason and just get ready for Monday night against the Oakland Raiders in the, of course, season opener. Uh, on the offensive side, you know, we uh, here was the big thing for me going into the game was the wide receiver situation after Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, uh, Deshaun Hamilton probably has made this roster. Um, I, I, I'm I'm guessing Tim Patrick has also made the roster too. But after that, it's just kind of this logjam, guys. It's it's Nick Williams. It's it's uh, Brendan Langley. It's Juwan Winfrey. It's a bunch of guys. Fred Brown. Is there anybody who has stood out to you, River Craycraft as well too, that that may be in line or in the leadership spot, uh, the the front runner for maybe that fifth wide receiver position? 
Yeah, for me, uh, I was honestly surprised you included Winfrey in that uh, in that log jam because I think he is he stood out from all of them. I I interviewed Winfrey last year at CU Media Day. And this was of course before Lavisca Chenault blew up, and he uh, he grabbed me. He had incredible character, incredible work ethic. He looks the part, and then he's just he's put it all together in the preseason and training camp so far he's someone who in college had all those athletic skills uh and just the ball didn't get thrown his way enough or there was injuries and he uh, had a had a little off the field issue at, at the university of maryland but uh, the talent's there and i think uh before too long he could edge out tim patrick for that number four spot maybe even number three the the potential's really there with him you know it's funny because we just automatically include deshaun hamilton like he's just an automatic ad and i tell you what he has not looked as great as i think he could have been but certainly i i think just because of the draft status going to make this team juan winfrey i think next to river craycraft is probably leader in the clubhouse for me but certainly things could change with still two more preseason games now uh vic fangio spoke today and said Kevin Hogan's going to get the start in the preseason game uh, against the the Rams. Of course, we know the Rams kind of strategy is they don't play any of their starters, so they're going to see a bunch of backups. But it's kind of funny, the Broncos, so much for dress rehearsal because they're not going to really start uh, all their starters. Kevin Hogan's going to get the start. Uh, What was the verbiage he used? It was going to be uh, guys who you think are going to be starters are probably not going to play. Uh, What are your thoughts on that strategy? Because I actually think this should be a dress rehearsal game, and those starters should see play. Uh, See, I totally disagree. I think Sean McVay and the Rams and how they've kind of, you know, Sean McVay's been on that uh, cutting edge of a lot of of different movements in the NFL right now, uh, looking at the trend back to Mike Shanahan's office. And I think this offense, and this is another one, uh, really sitting as many people as possible for the preseason you look at a lot of these starters like a joe flacco and emmanuel sanders that already know what they're doing and i think those are the ones that are going to be sat i wouldn't be surprised if you saw a garrett bowles or a connor mcgovern you know some of the starters that are struggling more play and i think they're the ones that need it but i'm all for uh the trend towards playing fewer and fewer starters in the preseason even though if it makes it more miserable as a viewer well and certainly look this is a a team that uh, like you like you mentioned, there are a lot of these starters. While some Emmanuel Sanders, maybe even Joe Flacco, I think we can we can wait till the the season opener, if you will. But there are some, and particularly on that offensive line, you named them: Garrett Bowles, Connor McGovern. Quite frankly, I would like to see the first string O line out there all together. Just just I think it's more of a chemistry gel. Got to got to got to put it all together because you know if it's if it's a, a first string guy here and a second string guy there, you know the, the offensive line works like a chain. And when all five of those chain links aren't together, you're kind of mishmashing it anyways. And so I don't, I really, guys can't get used to each other's cadences being next to each other and, uh, you know, shouting out verbal things and uh, doing this here, doing that there, and making sure this guy's going to be blocked. So uh, certainly it's going to be interesting to see who actually plays on that offensive line. And I, and I think most fans would tell you uh, Garrett Bulls should play because he's got a lot to work on. So I want to get to this uh, press conference or, or presser, if you will, that uh, Drew. Locke had had an interesting answer that we're going to talk about here. I'm with Zach Seegers. We are here at Broncos UC Health Training Center, podcasting live, if you will, a pre-recorded live podcast. I don't even know what to call it, uh, but they're, I tell you what, they're blowing the tornado siren out here and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But earlier today, it was nice and calm for the press conference with Drew Locke, who had an interesting discussion about how his play um, – will not change because of the injury. You guys second opinion and 
Where do things stand now? Here? Uh, still, still standing, still standing the same. You know, trusting the uh, the staff in there, um, you know, giving back as soon as possible, and whenever that is, you know, we'll decide on when I'm ever, uh, you know, 100% ready to go. So, Drew, do you feel like you were on the path to securing the backup quarterback spot prior to your injury? Um, you know, I, I was confident in the way I started playing. Obviously, the first game, I wasn't happy with the way I played. I feel like I was making strides every single week. Obviously, that's up to the coaches, but you know, I felt as if I start, I was starting to play a little better and maybe starting to earn that role. How do you make sure that you don't take a step backwards and fall off that progress since you can't practice right now? Whatever I was doing to... Know, get to you know be ready for a game or be ready for a practice. So I do about two times more is that because I'm not going to get the reps out there on the field. Like I said last time, we have the VR stuff upstairs that's going to be heavily used, and we just got to stay on top of everything. What's the pain level? You said you've done this a lot in basketball court, you know, jam your thumb. So just knowing your body, do you have any sense in your mind how long you think you'll be before you come back and can do things? Yeah, you know, I'm not 100% sure. Um, just gonna leave that up to the to the people in that room to uh, kind of evaluate it a little bit. I know my pain tolerance. I know, you know that level of stuff, but you know I think they're gonna make the best decision on when I should be you know, stepping back out in the football field. Have, have you ever had a sprain this bad in basketball? I've not. I've not. No. Have we talked to you at all about when you're scrambling around being careful to make sure that you stay out of harm's way? I mean, you know, you always get talked to as a quarterback. You can get down and avoid a tackle. Uh, go ahead and do that or get out of bounds. But no, I, that's kind of who I am. Uh, I feel like that's what got me here. So stopping that at any any time now because I had this little kind of a freak injury happen. That's just that's just not who I'm going to be as a quarterback. What's the pain level like? Uh, I can't give you a one to ten. It's probably not probably not an easy answer right now. Can't give you. I don't know. No, the true pain scale on what what a sprain thumb is supposed to be like. So. Mention the VR stuff. How has that already helped you? Uh, you know, it helps a lot being able to see what Joe does from kind of like his angle of things. Of course, you know, we're standing back there and we get to watch from the side, but like being able to see every single rep, being able to see what the defense does, um, not just only on my reps, but being able to see a ton of different looks. It's like you, know, you come out, you get 20, 25 plays, you know, you learn from those 25 plays, but you can go back and learn from everybody else's plays too. And was that VR uh, something you had in Mizzou too, or is that new here? So we had VR, my Sophomore, junior year at Mizzou. So yeah, I'm kind of familiar with it. Is it it's the goggles that like, okay. Yeah. The whole shebang. So again, that's Drew Locke at the podium today and had an interesting answer. He said, I'm not changing the way I play because of one freak injury. I don't know if reckless Zach is maybe the best way to describe it, but he, he look, he's a playmaker, and there are going to be times where he's caught in a weird position. Do you like the answer from Drew Locke, or do you disagree in the idea that, look, this guy needs to get down, this guy needs to stay healthy, he is our franchise quarterback? Uh, I, I'm a fan of it. I think uh, I'd agree with Vaughn. Vaughn actually commented a little after what Drew Locke said. He, when Drew Locke made that comment, Vaughn had a little, like, snort. And uh, uh, I'm with him. I think you got to keep doing what got you to that level. But that being said, Locke is going to have to refine it some. You don't want to be Jameis Winston who never, you know, fixed his gunslinging ways and to this day causes way too many turnovers. I think the, the question mark moving forward of Locke is less injury because he hasn't really had injury problems in college or, you know, and this one was kind of a freak injury fell on his thumb. But uh, I think with him the, the bigger problem is, fixing those um, uh, when you're trying to extend a play and make something happen, uh, avoiding those turnovers and, and bad mistakes. Yeah, and, and look, um, 
he's not injury prone, like you mentioned. Uh, we'll see what happens with his future. Obviously, look, it's not ideal to keep three quarterbacks. I think that's the big thing here is like it's now the fact that you have to keep three quarterbacks and you have to burn a roster spot because Drew Locke is we we think will come back for the rest of the season. Now, obviously, this could change. Uh, severity of the thumb is a lot worse than people thought, and all of a sudden, you can you know you're on IR and then you only have the two, and that's Flacco and Hogan instead of Flacco and Locke. Well, I think Fangio made a really interesting point on that when he said that uh, Locke could end up on IR, and I think that'd be honestly the best way to do it. Like you're saying, you don't want to waste a roster spot carrying three quarterbacks, especially when it sounds like at least what we've been hearing from the Broncos brass is they're not fully locked in on Locke being that backup even when he's healthy. Uh, and, and he might not even play, I think, in the Broncos' perfect world until week 16, 17. So uh, if I'm the Broncos, I'd put – lock on the IR boomerang, IR ready to return, whatever you want to call it. Uh, sit him for eight weeks. That way you can bring a Kevin Hogan, a more experienced veteran to be your backup and save that roster spot and have Drew Locke. I think it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, it very well could be. And look, I think it's going to also depend on who's the talent that you have to drop off because you don't have a roster spot now because you're burning it on this kid who's just going to sit there. And if the decision is made and the plan is made that this is a true redshirt year, then yeah, I'm all about the IR situation. But also knowing that who is that roster spot going to because if that roster spot's going to a guy we're like, eh, we'd like to keep him on the roster, but kind of not so much, then I wonder to myself, maybe it is better to just go with three and then if drew lock comes back healthy you do something with logan or, or uh, hogan excuse me so who knows a lot to get to here of course on the broncos blitz podcast it's presented by our friends over there at pro football focus of course if you want to win this season with pff fantasy they offer the most in-depth stats and analysis to give you a massive edge over your competition data driven uh, data driven projections and matchup tools to find those breakout players here's the thing you go to the website pff.com and use the promo code PFF25 to save 25% off your order. This is no gimmicky 5-10% off. This is talking about 25%, a quarter of your total price at the end. That's going to be taken off when you use the promo code PFF25. And particularly if you're a high-stakes player and you're like me and you're joining that PFF Elite, use that to access the Green Line Games picks of NFL and college games. A lot of great stuff over there at PFF.com. Use the promo code PFF25 for 25% off your order. Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, Von Miller talk, uh, talked about uh, Drew Locke's answer. You know, Drew talking about how he's not going to change his ways. This is what got me here. And Von shares that same sentiment. You kind of, you mentioned it. Von was right behind me and he was like, <laughs> he kind of had that same kind of answer um, when Drew Locke said it. And then Von stepped to the podium and said, yeah, I like it. I like that kind of attitude. I like the idea that it's, it's, be who you are that got you here and continue that because that's what that's what's going to make you the best possible player. Uh, Vaughn also st- uh, had some interesting points on uh, the defense and uh, some some also notes on Vic Fangio's birthday, which, by the way, I guess you, we should say happy birthday to Vic. Not a day over 25 that Vic Fangio looking, and they got him a sweatshirt because why not, of course. So here's Vaughn Miller. At the podium today, talking a little bit about, uh, well, the the latest news surrounding the Broncos, the defense, and the birthday boy, Vic Fangio. Vaughn, why three phones? Is it one I, no, that's not, that's not, I just, I'm holding Emmanuel phone. I got two phones. You got two phones? Yeah. That's the name. I'm hiding from him. I just walked out from the table. 
when, when Drew mentioned that's the way he plays, you seemed kind of impressed. What impressed you about that? Yeah, I mean, like I, I've said it before, you know, uh, what, has got, what has gotten you all the way to this point is going to take you to the next level. You know, I feel like when guys, especially, you know, stars like Drew, when they get here to the next level and they start changing stuff, you know, I feel like that's, you know, that's, that's their downfall. And I liked it. I liked uh, when I heard that from Drew. You know, he's going to keep on doing what, what got him here. Because that'll take you to the next level as well. You came off an injury after 13. Mm -hmm. and did you go through those mentally as far as how you would play different, play the same? No, I feel like it, I feel like it made me a better pro. I feel like, um, you know, going through, um, you know, treatment and, you know, going through, um, you know, the, the mental aspect of, of being hurt and, you know, coming back and learning your game all over again and learning what makes you great and, you know, learning about your body. I feel like it made me a better pro. During Bradley's rookie season, a lot of people said, well, Bond's going to get all the attention, so, you know, but Bradley's going to be freed up. Flip that around. How has he helped you? Oh, the same way, yeah. I mean, uh, you got to give Bradley attention, too. And when those guys, uh, you know, give Bradley attention, then I'm, then I'm uh, singled up. Or uh, me and Wolf got a two-on-two. And we all know when me and Wolf get two-on-twos, you know, what we can do with that. So, you know, Bradley's going to play great, and, you know, that's all he has to do. And as long as Bradley's playing great, I'm going to play great as well. So Fangio's used him in kind of the Khalil Mackerel in this defense, um, and he kind of looked like him on you know Monday night. How would you kind of compare those two players? You compared them coming out of the draft. Well, uh, I mean they're both big, they're both strong. Um, you know, Coach Fangio he likes to use Bradley um, down in like uh, you know a six technique. You know, right in front of the tight end. You know, he's big enough to play tight end and go both ways. He's big enough to. You know, getting a four-point stance and, and battle with those guys, you know, inside. You know, I wouldn't say, no, that's, that's not me. So, and that's Bradley and Khalil. That's their job. How do you feel you're coming on coverage? Hmm? How do you feel you're faring in coverage so far? Oh, yeah, I, I feel good. I feel great in coverage. Um, like I said um, before, being able to co being able to cover and dropping that back in coverage, it um, really gives the offense something to think about. Am I coming? Am I going? You know, am I dropping in coverage? Um, so it just gives the offense another thing to think about. When you're rushing, you know, when you're rushing all day, it's, it's only so many fastballs that you can throw, you know, uh, until they until they get a hit. So I just like to, you know, mix it up and play on the outside and, you know, dropping the coverage and whatever else we do. Well, well, they you said orchestrated that little uh, birthday celebration for Vic. What went into that? Oh yeah, I mean it was his birthday today, you know, and um, you know we just wanted to celebrate it. Um, I'm appreciative of Coach Fangio. He's only been here for you know, six, seven months, and I'm, I'm super appreciative. Appreciative to have him here and to have him in my life and have him coaching me. And the other guys feel the same way, so it was only fitting. Was a, was a sweatshirt your idea? Yeah, I mean, no, it, it wasn't my idea. That was the gift that we gave him as a team. You know, we thought it'd be a you know, mix up his options a little bit. <laughs> How much did y'all pitch in for that? Like twenty five cents, thirty five cents. Well, just, uh, How much to, to buy the gift? I mean, you have like ninety. No, we get them free in here. You know, <laughs> really? Yeah, did you tell them that it was free, or did you make it sound like? No, it's a gift. You know, it's a gift. So you know, I, I don't think he, I don't, Coach Fangio, the type of guy he is. He, I don't think it's the thought that that counts for him. There we go. I don't think it matters how much it costs, and you know, free is probably better. You know, for Coach Fangio, he, he likes to do it. Well, there's been a tradition of mentorship when it comes to pass rushers in your time here in Denver. Mm -hmm. You know, Ware, Dumerville. How can you help Bradley take that next step? And what is that next step for him? Seeing as had such a successful rookie campaign. I'll just be. A, I'm just an open book. You know, um, you know, whenever I see something that I can. I've been in the. I've been in the league nine years, and I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of moves. I've seen a lot of ways to get to the quarterback. And whenever I can, uh, you know, um, 
you know, offer advice to Bradley and, you know, offer a way for him to get to the quarterback or whatever it is, you know, I'm there for him. And um, likewise for me, uh, we, we're, we're brothers in this and uh, we come out here, we practice every single day and we'd like to transfer, transfer that over into the game. So I'm, I'm super blessed to have Bradley and I'm sure he feels the same way about me. Alexander, what do you, what do you think of uh, Malik Reed? Malik Reed, yeah, we call him the dream killer. You know, he's uh, killing quarterbacks' dreams every single day. You know, um, he's, a, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, he, he's humble. You know, he, he just wants to play football. He just wants to go out there and make plays. And, um, you know, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Malik. I want to see him be great. He kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, Shaquille. You know, Shaq, when he came in, super talented. You know, just trying to find a way to play. And, you know, we all saw how that turned out for Shaq. So, you know, Malik, he, he's a great pass rusher. And I'm excited for him. You know, I'm, I'm excited to, to see his growth. Do you think? Humility is an important part of the equation. I mean, it depends, you know. You know depends. It depends. Some guys, you know, do it differently. Some guys, you know, some guys believe, you know, in that game, you know, one hundred percent. You know, and that's cool. You know, it's a, it's a lot of different personalities in the locker room. The only thing that matters is what you do out here on the football field. So it's all good. Alexander Johnson got a lot of run with the first team inside linebacker. How much has he grown since Alexander first? Alexander Johnson. You mean AJ? AJ Alexander. Yeah, he's 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 grown. Yeah, he's a beast. You know, he, he's a beast. He's uh, you know, he's six four. You know, he can run just as fast as running backs. You know, he's, he's super strong and he's doing a great job in the in the inside four. Vic has kind of pushed you from day one, saying I feel like you can get better. He's been pretty honest. Do you like that in the coach? Do you like when a coach? Yeah, I love it. I, I mean, I love it. I mean, I, you know, it'll be. I mean, just think we'll be talking about if Coach Fangio came and he didn't say anything to me. Didn't have any tips to offer me. You know, I'd be feeling, you know, weird around here. You know, the very first thing that he said was like, "Man, we can get, you know, fun better." You know, you got a coach that's saying he can get you better. He's got techniques for you. He's got a, a way for you to get better. You got to get excited about that. You know, coach me, coach, coach me. You know, whatever you got for me, I'm, I'm open ears. So I apply whatever techniques you got for me on the football field and try to elevate my game. If I can elevate my game, I can elevate, you know, our defense's game. And you know, if our defense can play better, it's, that's going to lead to wins. And you know, wins. We all know how that feels around here in Dove Valley. So whatever I can do to contribute to that, I'm, I'm all for it. So what part of your game did you focus on this offseason? All, all, all aspects. You know, Coach, Coach Fangio's motto is death by inches. You know, and little little tweaks here, little tweaks here, there, you know, they pay off for the long run. So just uh, little stuff all over the board, and it, it ends up uh, paying a lot at the end. So, again, that's Von Miller today at the podium here at Broncos uh, training camp, UC Health. Uh, he had some interesting comments about Bradley Chubb, who, of course, has kind of looked like a man-child so far. I mean, we're talking about the best pass-rushing tandem, one-two. Uh, you asked the question, Zach. Zach Seeger's joining me on the podcast. Of course, you can find his work at milehighsports.com. You asked uh, the question about Chubb and uh, heard Von Miller's answer. Uh, how do you assess this? You know, I think Bradley Chubb has a chance, and it's a little hot takey, but to be even better than Von Miller's been for the Broncos. His ability to play the run and his just overall strength and power, he's got more elements to his game while Von really relies on his speed. And it's a great uh, one-pitch trick, but I think Bradley Chubb, when he really gets there, can be just both of them are going to be phenomenal in this Vic Fangio defense coming off the edge. It's, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, I have, and and I took a little bit of criticism for this, but I would like to bring it up because I I said this the day after the Denver Broncos drafted Bradley Chubb, and I said to myself, look, I don't know if Bradley Chubb's going to be a better player than Von Miller, but when it comes to overall all-around player, 
make no mistake, if he pans out, he will be a better player than Von Miller because, look, he plays the run better. He has just a better uh, – you mentioned Von really relies on that finesse, that speed. He has that now. That is going to escape him at some point. Father Time is undefeated, and that is going to go away. And and I'm really intrigued to see how Vaughn, who and, and I don't like to use this term because I think when it comes to Von Miller, it's a little insulting. But one trick pony. When that one trick goes away, what happens to his game? Does he craft himself as more of an overall linebacker? Does he become better in the pass coverage or run coverage? Still, obviously, a premier pass rusher. So I, I don't want to utilize. I don't want to say that, but it is kind of true. Where Von, Bradley Chubb is just this overall incredible linebacker. You know, I think of him as kind of like a Demarcus Mar, a Demarcus Ware mold, where it's just like he's so good against the run. He can rush the passer. He has tremendous moves. He has incredible motor, finesse, power. It's everything all wrapped up in one. And obviously, that's why the Broncos took him fifth overall. Uh, this guy is is. Just an incredible talent, and uh, give me a a sack total that you're thinking. Give me a range. Are we thinking 25 to 30 between the two? Is that an ideal year, uh, or are you thinking even maybe more? Oh, for the duo, I'd say 30s. You know, closer to the floor with with what Fangio's done with edge rushers coming in, and you had Vaughn getting I think it was 14 and a half, 15 last season. Bradley Chubb coming down with 12 and a half in his rookie year. I mean, I, I think 30 has to be the floor for this group. And, and I think something that should be mentioned is last season, I think you saw a lot of the national media at least kind of brushing aside Bradley Chubb's accomplishments going, oh, well, he's got Von Miller on the other side. I mean, watching that San Francisco 49ers game, he's going up against Joe Staley, who's towards the later stage of his career, but was an all-pro left tackle. And Bradley Chubb just put him in a clown suit, embarrassed him, just looked so, so much better. You would have thought Staley was a backup tackle, and I just think they're going to wreak havoc all season long. Yeah, we'll see how that duo goes. It's going to be interesting how they um, are utilized by Vic Fangio, Ed Donatel, but I tell you what, if there was ever a guy to trust when it comes to unleashing tools like that, it's probably Vic Fangio, and uh, very excited for it. I've said before that this defense is top five uh, quality. This defense is uh, something that Look, they were rough around the edges in certain parts, and they were really bad in one spot. Okay, They were really bad in the secondary last year. Now, all of a sudden, you clean up the rough around the edges because you just have a better head coaching uh, you know, uh, st- staff period. You know, I-, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but Vance Joseph and that regime, it was just bad. It was just terrible. Now, all of a sudden, you got this better regime coming in, calling better plays, having a better feel of your players, and then you not only shore up, you make the secondary a strength in uh, you know bringing in Kareem Jackson, Bryce Callahan, so a lot to like on this defense. I think Devontae Bowsby's also been a hitter, and and uh, of course, and rightfully so, uh, Fangio gets the the hype and praise for his ability working with edge rushers. Him and Ed Donatel don't get enough credit for their work with defensive backs. He doesn't necessarily always have the most talented cornerbacks, but he always gets them to perform at a, a much, much higher level than they would otherwise based on their talent. Uh, looking at, referring back to PFF and that uh, great PFF 25 code, uh, the Bears' coverage was the highest coverage grade PFF has ever handed out in its history last season. Like, he makes those secondaries incredibly ma- nasty. And with Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb on the front end, it's just it's going to be an incredible defense this year. 
Yeah, really excited to see it. Really excited to see the offense. Really excited to see the quarterbacks play as uh, they're getting help now from VR technology, virtual reality. I love technology. I love it. I, I want to try that someday. I'm going to have to talk to somebody here at UC Health Training Center and say, hey, can I uh, go try that little VR out, see if I uh, should have been a quarterback? I could have threw it over them mountains when I was a kid. If it wasn't for that ACL. That ACL. With, uh, could you throw it over the mounds with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb screw, tearing off the edge of you? Probably not. Well, that's what the VR's for. That's where the VR's for because I don't want to get hurt. Hey, can't fit, can't uh, hurt the moneymaker here. I tell you what, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. Love our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Just a tremendous menu as well, too. Hey, look. Here's the thing. I know it's a Broncos Blitz podcast, but, you know, they're across the street from Coors Field. A lot of people who are Broncos fans may be Rockies fans. The Rockies are not doing so well this year, okay? So here's what you do. You go on over there to Tap 14. You take in a little bit of the game, and then you drown your sorrows in that tremendous 100 Colorado beer uh, lineup that they have over there at Tap 14 because the Rockies are just not very good, I tell you what. So go on over there, uh, Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. And uh, like I said, 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Love the place over there, Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. You can find them on the web, Tap 14. Dot com. We are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Zach, where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me at Zach Seegers. Again, that's Z-A-C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. All right, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. They have moved practice inside as uh, there were lightning sirens going off. There's a tornado coming. I have no idea what's going on, but I tell you what, there's uh well, they're nice and comfy inside. Well, they'll be practicing on offense and defense and well, uh, we will continue to follow them, of course, at milehighsports.com with the Broncos Blitz podcast. That is, first of all, a daily podcast. So you go check out the podcast. You can find out previous archives of the podcast at milehighsports.com. That's also on the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app. And then you go on over there and read some of Zach's work. Zach, what do you got cooking in the uh, uh, in the uh, little noggin there? What you, what you writing here coming up in the future? You know, I'm writing on how many games Drew Locke might be playing, uh, the, the toughest and easiest games on the Broncos' schedule coming up. And then uh, just today I wrote on the three players the Broncos added, uh, Daddy Nichols, Orson Charles, and Tyler Jones. Wait, what was his name again? Daddy Nichols? Daddy Nicholas, I believe. Daddy Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, lots of fun having it here at uh, UC Health Training Center for Broncos uh, training camp as uh, we'll be on the coverage, of course, at milehighsports.com. We thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, be sure to uh, say hello to our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, and our friends at Pro Football Focus, PFF25. Save 25 percent off your order at pro football focus that's pff 25 that's the promo code go check it out over there at pff.com for pro football focus zach thank you so much for joining me of course my name is ronnie court you can follow me on twitter at ronnie k radio that's at r-o-n-n-i-e the letter k radio on twitter we are all done for the broncos blitz podcast we'll see you next time for another edition of the broncos blitz podcast from mile high sports you can find archives at milehighsports.com that's milehighsports.com See you, y'all.